college football. Tennessee football. The weekly coaches meeting starts now. This is Coach to Coach. Week two of training camp for the Tennessee Vols as they get set for the opener coming in days. Doug Matthews, it's been called a dark cloud over the Tennessee program, the recruiting situation from earlier in the year. Where does it currently stand? Well, let, let me say this. I think it is. Anytime that you uh, are going to be sanctioned by the NCAA, that hasn't happened yet. Uh, the way the NCAA is moving, who knows when it's going to happen. But it's going to happen. They're going to they're have some type of uh, uh, restrictions that are going to be put on them on that. Uh, right now where it stands is this, Larry. Ten- the University of Tennessee is ready to put their uh, to put their response out. That's the first thing you do. The university has put out a response. It's my belief, I've been led to believe this by people who should know, that they're waiting to put that out until after school starts so they don't have any players transfer that have already enrolled in school. Uh, and uh, what Tennessee's going to do is this. Uh, they are, uh, with, with probably a few little changes, they're going to recommend, they're going to take away this year, this football season, they're going to go in with 75 scholarship athletes instead of 85. So that's a reduction of 10. They're going to they're going to recommend that that they lose 10 scholarships over a period of time, probably three years. They're going to take all of them this year. So that'll be number one. I don't think there'll be anything other than that. The one There's a couple of things that Tennessee has going for them. I mentioned last week's show. Number one, new chancellor, new athletic director, new head football coach, every new assistant, anybody that had anything at all, and the compliance officer or assistant coaches that had anything at all, and players for that matter, they are gone. And then the, the other part of it is, too, uh, that uh, I think they have Commissioner Sankey on their side. He is so strong right now. And the, the, the uh, Chancellor Plowman's office, all the way through this, every step of the way has kept both the SEC office and the NCAA fully informed. So they know where they are right now. They'll make that proposal. My guess is that the, the conference will accept it. And then it really gets down to this. You talk to anybody in the NCAA enforcement, it's who, who the enforcement officer is. If it's some, somebody really trying to make their spurs, maybe a little bit tougher. But when it's all said and done, I'll be very surprised if, uh, if it's any more than 10 scholarships. Uh, they may sanction somebody a little bit, you know, maybe a show cause, but it'll be coaches that are already gone. And I don't believe there will be a bowl ban. But if there is, if there's a year, Tennessee probably – won't mind a bowl ban. It'll it'll probably be this year because they're probably going to be going to Shreveport if they go to one. Does it help your case with the NCAA? And again, we know that we're dealing with an NCAA that looks a lot different. Has been defanged, I guess. Does it help you though that you can say we found this out and we fired the head coach? Yeah, and I think the way the Chancellor Plowman has handled this, this wasn't handled by the athletic. This was handled by the leader, and the Chancellor is the leader of UT Knoxville's campus. And she, from the very get-go, came out and said, this, we're going to fire a coach, we're going to do this. Uh, and uh, I, absolutely, I, I, I think so. And listen, the NCAA got out of this a long time ago. They, you know, Dave was around when I was, too, when SMU, they shut the program down. That didn't do anything but hurt everybody that they played in the, uh, in the whole college football. They don't want to do that. So whatever happens is going to be relatively minor. Now, the coaches that were involved, I think you're going to see long-term show causes on that. And there were two in particular, head coach and, uh, in all likelihood, a young assistant that was involved in that. How severe were the infractions? Uh, r- relatively severe. 
I, I, there's two things that will get you in trouble with, with the NCAA. Changing grades to get players in school and cash in, inducements of some cash payment form. I don't know about the uh, about the, the the former, but the latter was what they were involved in. Larry is uh, a pretty good uh, source on this, I believe. There were seven players that were involved in this, and all seven players are no longer at the University of Tennessee. How much impact does this have on Josh Heupel as he talks to recruits today? I don't think any at all, because what he is going to be telling them is this. Listen, you all know where we are. You know it's going to take us a few years to get to where we want to be. If anything happens, it's not going to affect you at all if you come in here because it's going to take us a year. Hopefully hopefully they go out and win 10 games this year. But he has that going for him. And as I've stated previously, all he's got to do is they're recruiting extremely well right now, and I'm talking about getting involved with people. But the thing that's keeping them from getting good players right now is not that. It's the fact that they haven't won in a while they haven't beaten alabama they haven't beaten georgia they haven't beaten florida and until you get to where you're at least competing strongly with those you're going to continue to not get the players that they are getting in on the recruiting trail dave mcginnis josh heupel simply has to be honest about where the program is you said the word you said the magic word larry honesty Put it all out there. Thank the leadership at at, uh, at Tennessee University. The University of Tennessee has done a tremendous job of handling this and stepping forward and being out front. I think it's brilliant taking all ten of those sanctions at once. Get it all behind you because it is all behind them. Everybody that was involved, and you've got to be honest. There is nothing else to put behind the curtain for Josh Heupel. He has got a, he has got the freshest, cleanest start you could want if you're taking over a major program like that. And honesty will take you a long way. And I, I, I think it'll, I, I don't think it'll hurt them at all. The thing that will that'll hurt them is just what Coach said. They need to win games, but that's going to be an incremental step thing. You get two years when a new coach comes in. You get two years. That gives you two years. You can go out and recruit that first year. Hey, brand new program. Here's what I want to do. Second year, you can go out. We didn't do very well last year, but we got better. But that third year, you got to start winning ball games. You got to start winning a bunch of them at Tennessee. And and Josh Heupel knows that. And the things that he's doing on the recruiting trail are putting him in that position. I believe so. What has hurt him so much has hurt all four of the head coaches that come in this year, and even the four last year. Remember, we got over half this league. Just think about this. We have over half this league, eight of the 14 coaches that have never been off campus to see a recruit because of COVID last year, because of the restrictions put on this year. They've never been able to go into homes. They've never even been able to go in and see head coaches at, at the programs that they want to recruit. Now, they do it through Zoom and what all of us do, but they've never been able to do that, and that is especially true of Hypo. Coach Heupel has never been to a high school in the state of Tennessee since he's been the head football coach. Neither have any of his assistants. Now, some of them were at other schools, but not at Tennessee. So he's he's fighting that. He'll finally be able to do that this year. And that's when I see you're going to – I think you're going to see an uptick in Tennessee recruiting. Listen, Tennessee's not going to do very well in the state this year. I will be surprised if they even signed five players from within this state. Now – a lot of that's going to be because they're, they're, they've taken uh, 
they're going to probably take eight to ten transfer players. You only get 25 overall. But uh, I think going forward, he knows the importance in it. One final thing on that, and this is what I tell every Tennessee fan, and all, here's what I know about Josh Heupel. He grew up and came out of a program at the University of Oklahoma, which is a model of what you want to be. They recruit in their in-state extremely well. And the biggest thing that Oklahoma does that I think Josh Heupel will bring to the University of Tennessee, you are honored. If you are a former player at Oklahoma, whether you played a game or you're a Heisman Trophy winner, you are honored there. And that is one thing that I know Josh Heupel will bring to Tennessee because he's already doing that on the form on the phone with former players. I've heard that from former players. I know a lot of VFLs and that that he has ingratiated himself to them and that is huge. That makes a big difference. And so he's doing the right things right now. What coach is talking about those other restrictions, the COVID thing you couldn't help, but the fact that he is wants to bring back which I mean there's a the tradition there and with the former players, it means a lot to them. And the ones that I've talked to personally, it means a lot to them. I couldn't agree more with that aspect of it. College recruiting starts when they're freshmen or sophomores. So just think, let's just take Tennessee as an example. Georgia, Alabama, LSU, all these teams that they recruit against Ohio State, they've been recruiting players in the state of Tennessee face-to-face for two years, you haven't even met one of them yet, unless they've happened to come up on your campus this this uh, this spring. Coach to Coach, presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Plan on us. Visit fbhp.com. Making health coverage easy. Farm Bureau Health Plans. When you get to be my age, you've seen just about everything. But the one thing I plan on never seeing is out-of-pocket expenses that Medicare doesn't pay for. And with Medicare supplement coverage from Farm Bureau Health Plans, I'll never be out of network, so I can use the doctor I want to choose. So if you're turning 65 and have questions about Medicare supplement plans, dental, vision, or prescription drug coverage, talk to a representative today or visit us at fbhp.com. Farm Bureau Health Plans. Plan on us. This past year has brought us all serious lifestyle adjustments. It's also introduced and reintroduced many to the great outdoors. Whether it be fishing, hunting, boating, or watching wildlife, many Tennesseans chose to social distance and spend time with family and friends outside. Many purchased a license to hunt or fish for the very first time. Get your ticket to outdoor adventure at GoOutdoorsTennessee.com. You'd be amazed to learn what one Tennessee lottery ticket can lead to. For you, it could be lucky. But for others, it could open the door to so much more. With more than $6 billion raised for education, the Tennessee Lottery has proudly funded over 1.5 million scholarships and grants. That means, on average, more than 130,000 Tennesseans every year continue their education just because you played. The Tennessee Education Lottery, game-changing, education-benefiting fun. Get the ultimate mouth guard with affordable coverage from Delta Dental of Tennessee. Offering a large network of dentists and a variety of plans, you'll get better coverage than a defensive secondary. Learn more at DeltaDentalTN.com. We can see your smile, and we think you should be able to see it too. With Delta Dental of Tennessee and Delta Vision, we can improve your overall well-being by keeping your teeth and eyes healthy. Visit DeltaDentalTN.com to find an affordable plan. 
An off-season of seismic change in college football. One of the lead reasons for that, name, image, likeness. Coach to Coach continues, presented by Delta Dental. Doug, it's been called the wild, wild west. What have you seen from NIL in just the first couple of weeks? I think coaches would call it wild, wild west. That's what coaches do. It's change, and this is change with a capital C. You know, Larry, right now I've been a little uh, surprised that it uh, that we haven't seen more what I would consider big deals. Uh, we've had a few out there, and I think what's happening is I think the – while the NCAA really dropped the ball on this, I think most of the colleges through their conferences did a good job of preparing for this. I think they've done a very good job of educating their players. Uh, and I think because of that, it's kind of a wait and see. Let's kind of feel our way through a, a little of this. I think uh, maybe somewhere midseason or a little bit after, you're going to see a big change on that. Every one of these players are going to have to make sure that they go through that university and know what they can do and what they can't do. Uh, and uh, the universities have done a very, very good job of that. Right now, though, I don't think it's been anything really significant. Now, when it's going to become significant is when the recruiting part of it starts. Transfer portal kids and also high school players coming in. That That's when we're going to see. But right now, uh, it's kind of a ripple right now. It's almost been more kind of cutesy. You know, retailers or restaurants doing these kind of cute deals just to grab the marketing attention of doing it. Let me give you a good example. My grandson plays Upper Eastern Kentucky, big hunter fisherman, and he wears uh, he he uh, wears a, a, a particular brand of cap. I won't name what it is, and he put it up on his probably twenty followers on his Twitter account. He gets a call from that company and says, "Hey, we just saw you're wearing that. Tell you what, we'll do if you every time you post, you'll wear, wear one of our caps. We'll give you three free caps a month." He said, "Sold." <laughs> to me. And that's a great illustration and lead into what I'm going to talk about. These kids coming out now, they are so socially adept and so aware of social media and what it can do. And you, you, you've got not only Twitter, you've got Snapchat, you know, you've got TikTok, you've got Instagram, all of these things. These kids in high school are very adept at these platforms. They understand. I think, you know, and, and to me, that's why it hasn't been as big. And as you said, there's been some, you know, car dealership or, or the iced tea that, you know, that, that they've had. That's not where the money's going to come from. And you know it and I know it, but I think these players, and it's this generation of player is 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 highly highly aware of what is going on with this. It's going to be very interesting. Doug talks about the universities, and I think most of the universities and the people I've talked to involved with this, they were way ahead of this. They were way ahead of this. You're going to have departments that this is what they're going to be about. And so, I mean, I I don't think it's been the wild wild west because the big money hasn't happened yet. And I say yet with quotation marks. Most of these Power Five conference schools have really taken this, and it's been primarily through their academic arm. Uh, you know, it's the Thornton Center at Tennessee, but the academic arm. And they've used this to kind of show their athletes, hey, when you get out of school, you're going to be facing a lot of these things. University of Tennessee has put an entrepreneurship minor from the Haslam Business School that they're making available to all of their athletes that will, take, that will teach them how to do these things. And I'll just tell you from my standpoint, I wish when I got out of college I had known how to 
balance the checkbook, just for an example. I, I think that part of it's going to be good. And that's the other part of it is. I've really changed uh, my thoughts on this as we've been going through this. For you know, You're going to have a small percentage of athletes, and they're primarily going to be football players, school players, basketball players, maybe an Olympic sport athlete in the other sports that are going to make some pretty significant money. But the rest of them, and the reason it was put in place was to be able someone to come back to Nashville and, and, and go to a car dealership and sign a few autographs and make a couple hundred bucks or speak to a local service club and let them pay you a hundred bucks. That's who's going to benefit from this. Remember, we got anywhere from 350 to five or 600 athletes at every university that are on scholarship. So the great majority of those can take advantage of this and make make a little money while they're in school. I, I think it's good. The whole concern has been around NIL and really back into some of these other issues of paying players and all of that sort of thing is you're going to have somebody try to exploit the system. I'm thinking, for example, the uh, retailer in Miami that said, I'm basically going gonna, gonna to buy a, a winning team for the University of Miami. Don't you think that's overplayed? Absolutely it is. And this thing, let's just use another example. Phil Knight says, I'm going to get the top 30 players every year in high school, and I'm going to offer them a, 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 a sponsorship money if they'll come and play football at Oregon. Well, on the downside of that is every other school that wears Nike is going to want a little bit of money too. So, yeah, it's a, that part of it is – it's 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 part of our profession, David Meyer's profession. You always overreact to something like that. You know they're reducing the number of scholarships. Oh no, that'll kill college football. Uh, we're going, we're expanding uh, our conference and going to division play. Oh no, that'll ruin our chances in the national championship. Rarely, if ever, did those things ever come to fruition. Yeah, it's just like you know. I mean, and 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 the coach is right. I mean, you know, they've reduced the number of hours we can be with the players they've reduced what we can do now in spring ball they reduce coaches adapt and i think there was an overreaction to start with but i think the overreaction to start with was everybody had these grandiose ideas of millions of dollars just flowing out to kids that had no idea what they were going to do with it indiscriminately that's not that's not happening and it won't happen it will not happen because a lot of these things and especially especially if you're really going to make money off of this, you are going to have to have the permission of the school to use the power T. You're going to have to have the permission of the school, you know, to use the, the, the power M at Michigan. So it's going to be regulated. It'll be regulated. And so I think there was a great overreaction to it when it first came out. I'm one of them that overreacted to it going, okay, this is, these are floodgates here. But as you said, first of all, you're, if you talk about somebody spending millions and millions of dollars, sooner or later they're going to want to return on that money somehow. Well, and, and one other final thing on this, too. Remember, this is not pro football where a player can play 12, 15, if you're a quarterback, Tom Brady, 20 years. You're going to be there. If you're that type of athlete, you're going to be there three years maximum, and then you're going to have a rollover there. So uh, there is some concern, quite honestly, about the one-time transfer, the transfer rule, how this will play into that. But we'll have to see how that plays out. I'm sure it's going to play a factor. We just don't know how much. At the end of the day, why do you think name image likeness happened? I don't think there's any question that it happened for, for a couple of reasons. Number one, when, when the U.S. Congress got involved in it, then it became political. But the other reason is this. 
Larry, back when Dave and I were playing and coaching in college football, a head football coach made $250,000. An assistant maybe might make 50000 on a good year. When those salaries got to two and three and four and now eight, ten million dollars for head co- football coaches, two and a half to three million dollars for, for coordinators, there's so much money in there. It was really difficult to make a case that, hey, you know, we can't afford to let let players get a little bit of this money. We, we we saw the full cost of scholarship where they did that a couple of years ago. They fought that for years. But Dave mentioned in the last show about Texas, $225 million athletic budget. And you're telling me, I'm talking about outside looking in, you're telling me that, that we can't share a little of that with the people that are out there on the field? Well, there's no doubt. I mean, just just the explosion of television money and just the, just the amount that's out there. And plus, let's just talk about this generation of players and let, and and just see how it is. I talked about social media awareness. I mean, all of it's it's a different environment that everybody is operating in. And you could see, I mean, you could see some of this coming. Look, politically, I'm not a political animal, but to get the Supreme Court to everybody vote that says. This is not the way to do it. That's unusual. That's unusual. And so, to me, it was it was coming. I didn't think it was going to come this fast. This came like a tidal wave. This was a tsunami. And now what everybody has to do is see what happens when the water recedes a little bit. Well, and Dave's referring to the Alston case, which essentially said, first off, the NCAA thought they were going to win this case. And it was 9-0 and against them how could they misread that well i think that they kept going with this idea that this is an amateur sport well what the what the uh, justices said supreme court justice essentially said i'm I'm paraphrasing here was that listen these are whether you call them employees or not they're working and if they're working you cannot restrict earnings essentially if you're a company and the the thing that the NCA tried to say is that you know we're we're protected by this. Well, they were not protected by it, and that was really I think the final nail in the coffin of the NCA. That's what really kind of ended that implosion of the NCAA. I, I think the NCAA really, and maybe the conferences and the schools to some degree, but they really misread this because. The revenue and the excessiveness, I mean, just the the putt-putt courses and the barber shops, even above what the coaches were making, how do you then say that the student-athlete doesn't deserve to have a cut of the money? If you can spend money on some of this stuff that's just wasteful. That's 100% correct. And that's such a great observation because it's true. You have be- they, they have, we have, built palaces to football. With, as you said, so much excess in there, they're having to figure out ways to spend money. They're figuring out ways to spend money. And sooner or later, it's going to be, wait a minute. What about that money someplace else? And I think that's a very, very valid point. One other thing played into this, the Drake Commission, which goes way back, which essentially says that universities uh, spend too much money on athletics. Uh, you, know, you can debate that, but that that's what the Drake Commission says. One of the reasons why that the NCAA and the, and, the, and the football coaches in particular never pushed back against some of these things was because they did not want to have to fight the Drake Commission on, hey, now we're spending too much money. Drake Commission is not in favor of this. 
course, they're not in favor of hardly anything you do spending money. They're, they're academic people on that, and there's some very sharp people on that. But that, that played a part in it, too. You never saw, one of the things you never saw from the NCAA or from college football was a pushback on what we are doing for players. They never mentioned the fact that we're play, paying many of these $20,000 a year, you know, in cost of living. And it was because of that Drake Commission that's pretty, pretty darn strong. It's a strong academic group that does that. Coach to Coach. With Doug Matthews and Dave McGinnis. Insured by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Hardcore football talk. We all make plans. Big plans, little plans, plans to save, plans to walk the dog, plans for after work. Even plans for when our plans go wrong. It seems like we make plans for everything except ourselves. At Farm Bureau Health Plans, you are the plan. Your health, your smile, your spring and your step, and your family. And that is the best plan of all. Farm Bureau Health Plans. Plan on us. Visit FBHP.com. Inflationary increases in steel and shipping coupled with extended delivery times of 24 to 50 weeks, along with increased costs and global supply shortages, have caused problems in the forklift industry, but not at Forklift Systems. Making a huge investment in placing large stock orders just prior to the increases means a limited amount of forklift equipment at the old pricing for their customers. You can take advantage of Section 179, bonus depreciation tax deductions, and lower pricing at ForkliftSystems.com. Forklift Systems. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Ow, that hurts. What is that? It must be the mosquitoes. Why are they swarming around us? Because you set up our tent next to a pond. I need something for these bites. How about the summer instant games from the Tennessee Lottery? If you win, maybe the next place we vacation won't be next to a pond. Hey, can you scratch this for me? Your back? No, the ticket. Play the summer instant games with chances to win up to $1 million. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. We're inside the discussion about name, image, and likeness, one of the things that has changed college sports and college football forever. Coach to coach rolls on. How is this going to impact recruiting? It will impact recruiting in in regards to how individual head coaches use this. Uh, it will be a factor. There's no question about that. You have to be very careful. What do you say as a university? Because remember, one thing about name, image, likeness, the only thing that you're allowed to do with the name, image, likeness is to educate your players on what it is and what you can do within. Dave mentioned the, uh, the, the trademark. Well, you, you know, obviously, let's say you're a Nike school. Well, obviously, you can't have players that are out there wearing Adidas or Under Armour, th- those things like that. But the thing you can't do, you can't set any of these deals up legally. And that's one thing that's really going to be – looked at closely because you know it's going to happen. You, you're unable to do that. So uh, you have to educate your players on what they can do. You can tell them, hey, this is – most of them, quite honestly, should get somebody to help them. 
whether it's an agent or, or whatever. They should. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm probably sure most many of them will not on that. But but that's the one part of it that uh, that you re- that colleges, universities, athletic departments really have to be cognizant of. This there there, in my opinion, and I think you're already seeing it. You're going to see a cottage industry grow up around this, as far as firms that will help these players, almost handlers, handlers PR agents, handlers, and that will know yeah. the rules. You're going to see a cottage industry come. We've already seen it. We are already seeing it. That's what's going to happen. And it has to be within the, within the purveyance of the university. But these people are going to know all of the rules and they're going to know exactly how to set it up. And to me, that's going to be the strength that will make a difference in the recruiting too. Because a, a, a smart head coach and most of the, the really good head coaches, they will figure out a way. Look, I'm not going to work against these industries, I'm going to get them to help me. And that, to me, is the next thing we're going to see. Every one of these schools uh, have set up, have some arrangement with some third party to come in. Altius is the one the University of Tennessee uses that they essentially come in and do all that for them. You know, they, they, they keep all the information. Your compliance office is going to be in charge of it. But these, these, the, these uh, uh, third parties are going to come in and say, with, with their players, to say, Dave's a player, say, okay, Dave, here, yeah, give me your signed agreements. You have to do a player before he does any of this has to know has to let in writing the university know exactly who I'm doing it with, what I'm doing it for, and and now they don't have approval or disapproval. But if that's not on record, then that then that player's in trouble. Who's going to police that? Compliance. That's who's going to handle it within the schools. That's exactly who's going to handle. It. Now the problem with that is that. Compliance offices now, uh, when I was coaching, we had one compliance office. Now they have at least five on those. And the tough thing about compliance is this. It, it, it's kind of like internal affairs in the police department. No coach wants to have anything to do with somebody that's in there trying to get information from them. And that will, that will, that, you're going to have that with players too. Hey, it's going to be a little messy. For a while, but but I think the uh, the uh, I think I'm going to use the term NCAA because that's who's in charge of it now. They realize that, and you're going to have some things. Okay, we got to we got to shore that we put we got to put a safeguard up in this area. But are us. they in a position to do that with where they stand right now? Are they in a position to say, "Hey, state, you 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 set up this deal with no, Fred's but the, furniture but, store. but the conferences are one of the things that happened, and and the and the the schools and the conferences were way ahead of this. They were prepared for this. I know for a fact the University of Tennessee was working on name, image, likeness for over a year and a half. Their compliance office was already putting this together, and I'm sure that's true of most other universities. The universities knew it was coming. The NCA were the ones who <laughs> who kind of uh, shielded their eyes. The universities knew it was coming. The conferences knew it was coming. They got out ahead of it. The NCAA denied that it was going to happen, and that's where they dropped the ball. So it, it's and it's going to it's going to be. He used the word messy. I think it's it's going to be incomplete for a while, and it's going to be an amoeba like function. It's going to change. It's going to ship. It's going to be it's going to be a a, a, a shape shifter for a while. Until it all gets sorted out, but I can. I, it's here, and it's here to stay. And somebody is going to figure out. And I'm talking about a university. 
Somebody's going to figure out how best to utilize it, and they will be the ones ahead in the recruiting. Is this something that five years from now is that big a deal? I don't believe it will be because just think about we we gave a litany of the things going back 30 years that were going to be big deals. And you know what? None of them are big deals. Is targeting a big deal now? No. You know, are are the limited number of scholarships? No. And no, I don't think it would be. And it's because you have to adapt. Either adapt or they get somebody else in there that's going <laughs> to that's going to adapt for you. Uh so no, I don't think it will be at all. I, mean, I agree. I agree. It's it's, it's it's let me take you back to when I was being recruited to when he was if you're recruited to a four-year university, you used to sign a four-year full guaranteed scholarship. That's not what they do anymore. No. You sign a year series, to year. You sign a series of one-year deals and everybody thought when that happened, well nobody's going to sign that, you know, because players when I signed a guaranteed full ride for four years and all of a sudden they came out and changed but now it's everybody it's a norm. So it's going to be different, but it's going to work. Now there is an area though that's going to make this interesting to say the least. And that's when the transfer portal meets the name image likeness. You're playing at school A, you're going to get in that transfer portal to go to school B, and school B, guess what they have sitting there waiting for you by some strange coincidence they have some name image likeness that's when we're going to start having problems because that will definitely happen and it's going to greatly affect that is a part where the fanatical fans can get involved so you know your favorite school needs a wide receiver and that may be the you know the the gentleman that runs the car dealer says we're a wide receiver away from competing for a championship let's go get us one in the transfer portal and i'll guarantee Five hundred thousand dollars to market my cars. No doubt, it's going to happen. That is going to happen. This but that year, makes a lot more sense than betting on a freshman. Oh, absolutely. It's going to it's going to do two things. That transfer portal deal. Two things. Forget about name, image, likeness. Two things. Dave McGinnis and I talked about this two 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 or three days ago. It's going to kill junior college football because now what schools are going to do? Why why put a player in junior college when he can go to a school? I'll give a good example. University of Tennessee. you got UT Chattanooga. you got UT Martin. If a player goes there, not only is he playing football in a state institution that you're going to get credits that will transfer in, but also uh, it, it's, it's, it's where you can use name, image, likeness, anything you want to use in there. So, And every school is going to have this, this potential on that. So that's, that's, that's when, again, I think we're going to really see – exactly how this is all going to work when those two things marry up you're going to have some problems no i don't think there's any doubt about that that's 100 percent true i mean your your feeder system if i can use that term is going to be different do you see anyone challenging nil on gender equity issues not if it's hand, well yes they're going to do that anyway regardless of what happens but that let's go back to the point I made a while ago. That's why these universities have all said we are having nothing to do with name, image, likeness. All we're doing is educating every one of our student athletes. This is what you can do. This is what you cannot do. If you need some help in getting in touch with somebody that can help you, not not get your name, image, likeness, that will help you work through this. Here's a list. You go choose them and do yourself. You get back with us. 
and tell us what you have. But that's why they have to stay out of it because Title IX will affect this if the university is involved in it. Now, is that going to keep? We know what's going to happen in here. We know what's going to happen in here. There's going to be a handful of football players. There's going to be a handful of men's basketball players. There may be a few women's basketball players in some programs. And every other sport is going to be out there doing $50 gigs. They're going to three sue, hats. They're going to, yeah, getting three hats. That's right. May get four at a major university. They're, they're going to get, uh, they're going to sue. You better believe they're going to sue on that. This is going to kind of be like when Title IX went into the sexual harassment campuses and, and forced uh, universities to investigate those things. It's going to be kind of like that. But the, the, that's one of the things where these universities have learned. Listen, if we don't have anything to do with it, then we don't have anything to do with it. Go sue somebody else. But that's not going to keep people from suing. Miss any part of today's strategy huddle? Catch the podcast. Coach2CoachRadio.com. Presented by Delta Dental. Get the ultimate mouth guard with affordable coverage from Delta Dental of Tennessee. Offering a large network of dentists and a variety of plans, you'll get better coverage than a defensive secondary. Learn more at DeltaDentalTN.com. We can see your smile, and we think you should be able to see it too. With Delta Dental of Tennessee and Delta Vision, we can improve your overall well-being by keeping your teeth and eyes healthy. Visit DeltaDentalTN.com to find an affordable plan. Are you interested in hunting or fishing but not sure how to go about getting started? A great place to get the ball rolling is tnwildlife.org. You'll find links to instructional videos to get you going. You'll also find links to mentoring programs and hunter and boater education. Take that first step. You'll find a friendly outdoor family more than happy to welcome you in. That's tnwildlife.org. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. We all make plans. Big plans, little plans, plans to save, plans to walk the dog, plans for after work. Even plans for when our plans go wrong. It seems like we make plans for everything, except ourselves. At Farm Bureau Health Plans, you are the plan. Your health, your smile, your spring and your step, and your family. And that is the best plan of all. Farm Bureau Health Plans. Plan on us. Visit FBHP.com. Coach to Coach continues. The countdown is on to the first week of college football. Can you believe? Just two weeks away. COVID is certainly still a part of our lives as the Delta variant continues to affect sports in a big way. We've seen that during the Olympics and during the baseball season. Doug Matthews, what things are being put into effect as it relates to COVID for this year? Here's one thing that every conference is doing. Let's take the Southeastern Conference. What the conference has said is this. Number one. This year, it's not going to be like last year. There will be no can't, there will be no postponement of games. There will be nothing where you can say, well, if you have 53 players, you can do you play. There won't be any of this. They have made it very plain that if you cannot play, 
then you will forfeit that ball game. All right. The other part of it is this. They have also said that players, personnel, every personnel is going to have to be vaccinated. But players are not forcing you to do that. But if you are not vaccinated, then they're going to make it so tough on you that you have to be tested three times a week, including Friday before the game. If you go on the road, you cannot leave your hotel, cannot leave your room except to go to a team function. In other words, what they're doing without saying it is get vaccinated. 85% is the threshold of each team. That's what they're shooting for. And they've made it very clear, the SEC office, athletic director, head football coach or head coaches, it is your responsibility. Don't come looking to this conference for any relief because you're not going to get it this year. So then it gets down to do you want to be vaccinated or you do you not want to be vaccinated? And uh, they're making it tough. If you're not vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask anywhere. You don't have to be tested. I mean, if you are vaccinated, if you are not vaccinated, you go. You got to do all of those things. And they're they're making them jump through some hoops. They're trying to force them, quite frankly, to get vaccinated. They're saying that. Yeah. Do you sense that the resolve is there? Let's just say that the week that Texas A and M and Alabama are about to play, and one of those schools has an outbreak. Do you think the SEC is willing to push through with that? I do, and here's why. You look at the schedule this year, there's no room to have a makeup game. You know, they've, they've, you know, last year they went with a 10-game schedule, and then they put two different areas where you could have a makeup game. And remember, we still had uh, a, a Vanderbilt last year only played nine ball games because they had an outbreak where they couldn't do it. I absolutely do. Sankey made this SEC media days. He was the first person to talk, as he always is, and that's the first topic he talked about. And he made it very plain that universities, it is on you. Don't be calling my office trying to get any relief. And remember while we talked about Sankey, he is the man in college athletics right now. Dave, I want to pull in your other experience as your work with the Titans and Titans Radio. You've seen this same approach from the NFL. Basically, if you don't get vaccinated, you're going to live in a different world. A different world, and it's 100% right. I mean, I can tell you the sanctions. You know, you, you, if you're vaccinated, then you're, you're, you're only going to be tested once a week, all right? And there's no restrictions in the building. There's no restrictions outside of the building, your purveyance outside of the building. All right? If you are not vaccinated, you're going to be tested every day. You're wearing a mask in the building. You must, you are going to be you know, with with a contact tracer on you so that you can't leave it on an open date. You can't go home on the whole on the on the road. If you're a un, non-vaccinated player, they're going to have two planes. If you're a non-vaccinated player, you're going to eat your meal in the hotel on the, in the whole hotel room. Your meetings, if you're a non-vaccinated player, will be by Zoom when everybody else is in their meeting rooms. So they're not saying that you have to get vaccinated. But they are saying your life is going to be markedly different. It's going to be just the same it was the year before when we had no vaccines. Now, let me just say this. The one thing that's, that's starting to rear its head, it's reared its head in Major League Baseball, is vaccinated people with this new variant are coming up with positive tests. That's the next hurdle to jump with what's going to go on. The, if you have been vaccinated and you test positive, the big change is you, you don't you now if you you have to test uh, negative 
two consecutive days. You don't have to set out. You don't have a, a period that you have to set out. That that's a big that's a big plus on this. And and one other thing, just remember this. This is what set the uh, uh, set the uh, the kind of the start of this thing. Let's go back to the College World Series last year. You know, North Carolina State sitting there. They had a couple of positive tests. They didn't. They didn't reschedule games. They went back to Raleigh, and that got everybody's attention. Mm-hmm. Believe me, every head football coach in every other sport too. That's what they're going to be saying this year. And here's the question that I would have, and I've been vaccinated, but if I'm sitting there, you're part of a team. All right, this isn't tennis. You know, this isn't ping pong. This isn't free throw shooting. It's, it's, you're part of a team. I would find it very difficult, unless I, unless I had a religious or, or had a medical reason, to be able to look my teammates in the eye and say, you know, I just don't feel right about, about getting this done. Because if you test positive, you're, you're running the risk of costing that team, your team. Uh, and and now I don't I don't know how individual locker rooms will handle it. I know most of them will say, "Hey, it's their own decision." Well, it is on their own decision. It's also their own decision if they want to go out and get drunk for a ball game, but that don't make it right. And uh, I, I think I think you're you're going to see some things on that. How do you think university administrators are dealing right now with the Delta variant and and trying to get past these next twenty days? And have full stadiums. It's got to be gut wrenching, right? It's gut wrenching, and they're, and they're they're chasing the science. They're chasing the science because our medical people are chasing the science on this right now, and that's where. And again, I'm not you know I, I know what I read, and I know I'm very much on it because it affects it affects my profession right now. Is that the next thing that is going to come up is the booster shot? You know, is a booster shot and how, how, and you know, there, there, there's been another variant rear its head down in Houston. And so, I mean, this is a virus that does mutate. I mean, we know it. We've lived with them all our lives. I mean, that's why we get a flu shot every year because it's a different virus. And so they're chasing the science on this. One thing too about this part of the country that we live in, the South, the Southern, you think the governor of Texas or Florida, or Tennessee, or Georgia, do you think they're going to put in place uh, where where they, they, they limit who can get in or stadium? It's going to have to get tremendously worse now because they've very well shown that through all their businesses, they're just not going to shut things down again. Other parts of the country, not so much. If you're out on the West Coast, they may, may – it's going to be different, I guess, for for different areas is what I'd say. But down 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 here south, it's going to get, ha- awfully, get have to get awfully bad before these uh, – these governors put any type of restrictions in place. The coaches return to the huddle in minutes. Coach to coach, insured by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Hardcore football talk. We all make plans. Big plans, little plans, plans to save, plans to walk the dog, plans for after work. Even plans for when our plans go wrong. It seems like we make plans for everything, except ourselves. At Farm Bureau Health Plans, you are the plan. Your health, your smile, your spring and your step, and your family. And that is the best plan of all. Farm Bureau Health Plans. Plan on us. Visit FBHP.com. And now, a moment of silence to remember our dear friend. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 
Oh, man. Life can be uncomfortable. Your home doesn't have to be. With air conditioners, furnaces, and heat pumps installed by a Ring Pro partner, you can feel comfortable even when you can't be comfortable. Ah, oh, jeez. Really? Trust the expert installation and service of your local Ream Pro partner. Visit ReamProPartnersTN.com to find one near you. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Get the ultimate mouth guard with affordable coverage from Delta Dental of Tennessee. Offering a large network of dentists and a variety of plans, you'll get better coverage than a defensive secondary. Learn more at DeltaDentalTN.com. We can see your smile, and we think you should be able to see it too. With Delta Dental of Tennessee and Delta Vision, we can improve your overall well-being by keeping your teeth and eyes healthy. Visit DeltaDentalTN.com to find an affordable plan. Our coach-to-coach countdown continues to Tennessee and Bowling Green, the opener for the volunteers, as Josh Heupel and his squad continue their work in practice. Do you think people are going to come back to stadium? I do. And the reason I think they're going to come back is I would say that probably half the people that are going are going to already be vaccinated, probably. And then the other part of it is, let's just see, uh, you know, I know where I live in Nashville. You, They're going, I mean packed everything now you know when a garth brooks concert draws what a draw dave eighty thousand people well a bunch of them till they got real wet <laughs> <had to> leave. <laughs> so yeah i i think they will i think people larry are uh i'll just speak for myself and the people that i know you know it's to the point i think where you say listen we've we've gone through this for over a year we've been vaccinated you know if it happens, it happens, but we're going to go ahead and leave our lives, live our lives. And I think it's the way most sports fans are anyway. I don't, I don't think that part of it's going to affect anything at all. And we wondered a year ago at this time, would it have lasting, uh, impacts? I, I just get the sense that it's almost been the opposite, that people missed it so much that they want to go back. No, there's no doubt. There is no doubt. You're seeing that throughout. I mean, you're just seeing that in everyday life. I mean, it's just, it, it is. And, and you reach it, I think as a human being, you reach a tipping point. You do all you can if you get fully vaccinated. You do all you can. And then you've got to, you've got to, you've got to go on because it was, it was such not only a personal crisis for everybody, it was an economic crisis. And everybody's got to get back up and get going. So you do all you can with all the, with all the, the, the medical science and all the information you have. Do whatever you, do whatever you do. But sooner or later, you got to get back out there. People want to get out and do things, you know. We are entering the third week of preseason work for the volunteers. Does your shift change at all? Do you start kind of gearing things down to work more on these are the guys that really look to be my starters? Absolutely. I'm going to give you a general timeline. It could be different for coaches, but you have 29 potential practice days in college football now. No coach uses all 29 of them. That would include all Sundays before your first practice in the first ball game. Tennessee starts the 4th, started the 4th. They play September 2nd. 
All right, so you got 29 practice days in there. Every program that I was ever around and the ones that I see now, you back that up 10 days from that 29th practice, so it would be 19th, 18th. That's when you know. That's when you start having your scout squads, your demonstration teams. That's when you get your who, whoever that number, whatever that number of players are that's going to be in your rotation. That's when you start working with them. That's a big selling point, too, for these coaches. If you're a player, if Dave McGinnis is a player that I'm coaching, Dave, you got 18 days to show me that you deserve to be in this rotation. 18 days. After that, you're going to be wearing that other team's jersey. Now, we'll still work with you in, in individual drills, but when it comes to team drills and group drills, you're the demonstration team. You're being, in this instance, bowling green. So it's difficult once you get on that, uh, tr- uh, once you get on the travel squad, it's difficult to get off of it. But on the other hand, once you get on that practice squad, it's, it's difficult to get off that too. So you got 18 days to show me what you can do. No, it's very, it's, it's very pointed as far as the deadlines. And it's, and it, 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 we used to call it, it's a cut bait or fish time. And that's exactly what you have to do. And so that is an incentive. But when you first start out, you tell everybody what these deadlines are. How many days you have? It's not just something that's nebulous that all of a sudden you you spring on them and say, "All right, today we're dividing up," and that's it. They know, they know. Biggest biggest bugaboo for a player that's not on that travel squad: you cannot get injured. You cannot miss two or three days if you're not on that travel squad because that that'll end it for you. Because coaches say, "Well, he's hurt." Let him get well. We'll worry about him later. Coach to Coach, insured by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Visit FBHP.com, making health coverage easy. Farm Bureau Health Plans. Plan on us. Next week, we break down the Tennessee offense on Coach to Coach.